if other people are telling you like hey you this, you should lose that. weight or yeah uh you should do better in school study more you're not gonna do it because other people are telling you you have it's to find it like within you, you like you have yes, to go out bro. and do it it's so that's crazy bro that's the fucking <laughs> yeah. same mentality that happens, <laughs> yeah. bro. like you got you just have to dude you, you at the end of the day if you have the mentality of do i want to do this you question yourself or the mentality mm-hmm. of should i do this to get this better outcome do i have the grit to do this you know to enjoy you know whatever the fuck i want to do later on yeah that, you know that that outcome of it or or um it's just, just be uncomfortable no, no no be comfortable with the uncomfortable yeah if that makes sense to you yeah that makes complete sense like you know just uh even the first episode i did i was uncomfortable with yeah standing like recording yeah. being with the mic like how's this gonna what are people gonna think and then i was like and then i saw gary v he's like fuck what other people think it doesn't matter it doesn't i don't care and i was like all right i'm gonna do the, that and then the fucking day dude you're how would i put this at the end of the fucking day you're you're with yourself you're yep. with your damn self you're you know you're not gonna have me with you right you're you know holding your hand you know whatever mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's all on it's all on me it's all on you know, her and whatever who the hell it is mm-hmm. at the end of the day you're riding by yourself you're getting money by yourself mm-hmm. and you're working for your own stuff so why 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 yeah, your life is 100 percent your responsibility yep exactly dude bro when are we gonna do the next podcast bro <laughs> <laughs> we got this we're, we're still going dude we're yeah, still yeah. going <laughs> that's funny uh, dude. Uh, yeah exactly man at the end of the day you know you're, you're by yourself doing your own things by yourself that's you know, God or whoever, whatever religion you believe in, stuff like that, whatever, you know, God mm-hmm. that they believe in, at the end of the day, he put you here for a reason, you know, yep. isn't taking you away yet. So use the life, you know, mm-hmm. as you can. And that you only have like this time, like this is like, said, yeah. like this, the body, this Those is the, our hands. the time you got, like, what are you going to make of it? Is, yep. is yeah, the bro. decision. It's all up to you. Yeah, it really is. It really yeah. is. And like this, this like mindset is like how you think is so important in oh, yeah. life. Like just, it, it surpasses any skill. Like yeah. it, just thinking, positive thinking. Like this is what I learned Optimistic. from uh, Gary. Like I, the first video I saw of his was I think in 2015, 2016, around then. Right, right. And that's when I started to get into like. The podcast it, or? No, no, like the like mentality, like mindset, and just stuff like that. What he talks about, and that's where the process started for me. Mm. Like it, with without that, even I wouldn't be doing the podcast because I wouldn't have the right. self confidence. I wouldn't have the it's belief a, yeah. system, the faith, the like the mental, um, just perspective. Right. You know that right, right, that you right, need right. when you're going for your goals. Like if you if you allow other people to to tell you you can't do something to instill fear in you to make you not want to do it um that's going to hold you back and it, it's it really your is. decision on whether you want whether or not you want to choose to believe in that right right and and that's what that's what it, that's where it all started for me was i chose to just believe in myself yeah over everything it's almost like a you know at the end of the day i'm not you know really trying to say this but it's almost like a fuck everybody you know, yeah. you're writing, you know, you're by yourself doing you know, the same shit you want to do and, and strive and prosper. 
to, you know, whatever the, you know, their outcome is. But yeah, I totally agree with you, dude. Yeah, that's a fun fact about him. Like, <laughs> he, he, like you're the only person I know that still plays that game. Pokemon Go is not dead, so. <laughs> nobody else. <laughs> nobody else plays it. Like, I remember, like, walking, like, from, like, back to my dorm, and then you, you're walking to, to your car, and you you went, you had your phone out, and you walked, like, the other way just to get, like, another Pokemon. Yep, I, I will not walk. I will walk. I have my loop, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my car is straight ahead, but you walk in this loop. You get the engineering building. There's a, there's a stop yeah. there. <laughs> um, and so and those, those engineers, uh, they're taking down the gym, and every once in a while, somebody will have a red gym up, and I'll throw up on my Pokemon. <laughs> so you'll, you'll see one of my guys chilling there. What made you get into it? Um, my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was... It, I first when it first came out, I was not into it, but as my kids started getting older, uh, I noticed we were just sitting at home too much, mm-hmm. and so I, I downloaded the game first, and then I actually went to a national speech and debate tournament in Dallas, and I noticed that there were these stops all over the place, and I noticed in my head I was like, oh, I'm gonna walk this way, I'm gonna walk and do this, uh, because I want to get the stops or catch these or see that what's out here. And then, so when I came back from that national speech and debate tournament in Dallas, Texas, I made my kids download it. Mm-hmm. I didn't give them a choice. I made them download it. And they were like, we don't want to play this game. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it was the same thing. They, they started saying, oh, well, we can go for this. And we ended up, it was because it was the summertime. And we ended up spending most of the summer out on hikes in the park, uh, doing things like that, that we weren't normally doing because of the game. So... Yeah. Uh, that's that's why I started playing it, but it, it's a little cool. I mean, mm-hmm. it came out when I was in high school, right? The, the actual Pokemon show yeah. came out when I was uh, in early high school, and it would be on, and I'd be like, all right, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to watch this. Hopefully nobody will make fun of me at school, but I'm going to watch it. And I, I actually watched the show, so uh, it's kind of neat to share that general, general, generationally. You said yeah. you can edit that out, so make, it, make me sound like I'm smart when I say generationally. <laughs> I had a good experience. I've heard a lot mm-hmm. of people having bad one. Mine was really good. I, uh, it was at a full, I told my mom I wanted to do stand up when I was like 16 or something. And she signed mm-hmm. me up for a comedy class without my permission. <laughs> and it was, was it me. It was me and like 10 other 60 year old people that yeah. just wanted to do it like once, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like a bucket list item, but it ended up being really great because I just, I, for six weeks, you go to this place and every Tuesday you go for an hour and you like write and talk about comedy. And then after six weeks, they do a show. And so by the time we did the show, I, you know, it was kind of, had already, I hadn't done a show yet, but I at least been like talking about comedy for a while. Yeah. And yeah, it turned out to be very lovely. The crowd was wonderful. I remember they were, uh, they were all one dude's family. Like the only just, people that it was like 60 people, but they uh, were all this one, one performer's family. <laughs> so they were the sweetest, <laughs> nicest people ever. Like everyone on the show did well. I could, I probably sucked ass, but they would, mm-hmm. they never would have told me that. Yeah. They were super sweet. Yeah. So I had a good time my first day after that, it started to get, you know, mm-hmm. I, I got into the real world of like open mics and bars and, yeah all that stuff and then there was definitely some stuff to be ironed out but the first show was good mm-hmm. yeah like most comedians they they bomb like you said like on on the first time they're doing comedy 
but since you had a supportive oh, yeah. audience, it helped out. Yeah, a supportive audience increased your confidence a bit. You were probably Definitely. probably nervous. I was probably cocky as hell after that. I was probably like, I'm ready for the Tonight Show after like yeah. one show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good. What's what's like the worst time you bombed? Been like um, the worst time I bombed, and it wasn't even really my fault. This is the worst experience I've had on stage. Uh, I was at the, I was in Santa Cruz. Two years into comedy, I met this guy that was like, "Hey, I have a van. Mm -hmm. Let's me, you, and a couple other comedians go from Phoenix all the way to Vancouver and back, and we'll do comedy shows the whole time for like a month." And he, he told me he had all these shows scheduled, and I, I was like 19, so I was like, "Yeah, dude, let's. That sounds amazing." Mm -hmm. And we did this two days into the trip. Everyone hated each other. And we all realized <laughs> what a mistake we'd made. And none of us were even good at comedy. And this guy had like lied his way into like serious shows, like actual paying shows. Yeah. They were like giving us a lot of money to do like an hour and a half of comedy combined. None of us had more than 10 minutes. So yeah. it was, it just felt every time we were in a venue, I felt like we didn't deserve to be there and were <laughs> uninvited. It was terrible. We were at this one place and I'm hosting the show. So I go up first, I do like 10 minutes of comedy and then I bring the other comedians up and I each between each comic, I'll go up and mm -hmm. bring the next person up. And I'm like 10 minutes in, it's going fine. And I used to have this joke about Amber Alerts or something, some dumb, <laughs> edgy, hacky joke that every comedian has his first two years in. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know that the day before a little girl had been kidnapped in the town and that oh, morning, they, they, yeah, they found her body yeah. that morning. And everyone said it was, it was because they didn't put out an Amber Alert. They were like, if we put out an Amber Alert, we could have saved this girl. So here I am, Doing six a joke hours about later. Yeah, they, it, sounded, it sounded like I literally heard about that and decided mm -hmm. to do an I had no idea. This is just a normal joke I usually did. <laughs> yeah. And dude, when I said it, it was like, I haven't had anything feel like this since. It was just the crowd you could feel everyone hated me i felt hate mm -hmm. towards me and a guy stood up i remember he had like he was like a biker guy and had tattoos on his face and he told me to get off the stage and called me a loser like he didn't call me a bad word or anything uh -huh. he called me a loser which <laughs> hurts so much more than if he would have cursed me out or something like he had to hold back to be like you're a loser get yeah. off stage and then I had to keep going on stage to introduce the comedians for the rest of the hour. It was the worst. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely terrible. Half the crowd afterwards was like, damn, you really stepped in it there. Nothing you can do. And then the other crowd, <laughs> they, they wanted to like hurt me. They wanted to bring me actual pain. We had to leave the venue very quickly. Damn, bro. Yeah, dude. And That's... I was like, nah, I did not have the facilities to handle it. I did not have the chops to deal with it. You know, I was like, <laughs> just terrified. one guy getting up. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, that was, I, didn't know how to respond to that yet. I hadn't been, I hadn't dealt with a heckler before. Uh -huh. I, I, yeah, it was horrible. That's my worst for sure. Our society. We know that because we're living that shit right we, now. Yeah, we, we can expose that, but not everyone wants to expose themselves first of all, and then not expose others. Because one, if you, the more people you expose, the more companies realize yeah. that, wait a second, <laughs> these are all fucking phonies. Like uh -huh. these are all motherfuckers who like cheat shit to get. <laughs> for anybody listening that hasn't been, hasn't like, or is older, or is adult, and hasn't doesn't go to school right now. I'm telling you, everybody cheats in school. Every like, single person. No, 
Not one. Oh no, kid. no, there's probably like, there's, there's there's definitely hundred percent. There's there's kids that there might be one kid. Like, they, there might be like, one sending kid. texts like taking picture of homework. Going on yeah, that is considered cheating. Going on yeah. whatever. Like, but what he's trying that. to say, everybody in their lifetime of academics has cheated. Everyone. Yeah, yeah most. Everyone. Likely. I don't care, bro. If you say no, you're fucking most lying likely, out of yeah. your ass. You know, like, mm-hmm. dude, I, I cheated back in like elementary school. Everyone, bro. High school, yeah. I'm not saying like there are some things I can't say on here this, that I've done. <laughs> I, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that one story, man. I love that story. But bro, let me tell you something. Just Back in fucking uh, um, history. Yeah, that was the best story ever. What story? <laughs> I can't say it here. I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> it's funny though. After we right. graduate, it's not. And I have it's, a degree it's not. It's not serious, but it's just funny. For sure. Yeah. But I was gonna say this, bro. Cheating, though, like in general, yeah. like even in academics, I don't feel. I feel like if someone has cheated in their schooling. It, sh- it doesn't mean they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Because a it lot just of means things, that they're not interested in, in the subject. Sure, but a lot of things, yeah. dude, you have to memorize. Yeah. And you can, like Einstein always said that, like, if you can look at that shit in a book next to you, why would you memorize that shit? Like, if you can open sure. a book and look at it, you know? Like, let's say, like, you and know, you one, look like it in up chemistry. Like because in, a good way to, sorry to cut you off, true. but, like, for accounting, right, you have to do, like, balance sheets and shit. Yeah. Most accounts have their shit right next to them, yeah. and they just fill it in, right? Like, I don't know what accounting exactly does, but they're not like memorizing what goes here, what goes yeah. here. They have programs that help them do because stuff. Because it's efficient. Like if you were to memorize everything, it's not as efficient. Not That's what I'm saying. So why are we being tested? Fucking memory. I don't know. I know. But I'm, 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 I'm saying you should definitely take education and academic serious and try to of not course. to cheat. But I'm saying even if you do cheat, it doesn't mean you're not qualified. If you're like fucking aware of what's going on in the class and studying, yeah. but if you're not studying and just fucking cheating the whole thing, then you're fucked. Yeah. But you're not gonna know. You so... might get a degree. You might get out. They're like, okay, do this. Mm-hmm. You're like, huh? You what? What? I don't know that shit. You but know? It's yeah. so hard. Then they're like, didn't you get a I think everybody degree? that's gone to school, like the public school system, has learned something. Like, there's at least for sure, like some but stuff like, that you've learned. Like, but it's it so goes, hard. It, yeah. Sorry, it's so hard to distinct <laughs> who's cheating for the purpose of because they don't care or yeah. who's cheating simply to get by like it's mm-hmm. how can you tell first of all how do you even know that person's cheating that's that's the number one that's the first step who is cheating and who isn't cheating and then the second step is why are you cheating right mm-hmm. and, then, and i think most people that's just they don't care about the subject enough to study yeah and, and put like you said it's just memorizing yeah. and you could now like an example is like this vocabulary absolutely um, and, Absolutely, like like in chemistry, I'll give you one example. One calorie is four point one eight four joules. Okay, mm-hmm. if you work a lot with that shit, you're gonna know that. Like it's gonna yeah, like gravity. You're gonna fucking know that. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. gonna know that. But if you just memorize, like let's say some, like you know, let's say someone that they're like an arts major, mm-hmm. okay, and they have to take. I don't actually fucking. I don't think they have to take chemistry. But let's say some major. They, I mean, they do chemistry. They have yeah? to take GEs. Like, oh, all that shit's necessary. Okay, then. Okay, let's say they take chemistry. And then they force those fuckers to memorize that. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Like, he, if he needs to know that fucking conversion, he can look that shit up. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to know it's 4.184. Like, what the fuck is that going to change in his life? And then if he doesn't know it, they're going to fucking subtract points from him. And then he cannot get the grade to go to the fucking artist school that he wants to go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's you know? good to have different experiences like awesome. that. Awesome. It's awesome. You should be exposed to everything, yeah, everything. But you shouldn't be able to have to memorize yeah. everything. It because be it goes out of your brain anyways. Required, I guess. You know? mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember half the physics fucking stuff <laughs> yeah, memorized in high school. No. 
Yeah. You know, all that shit we memorize, all those formulas. Biology. I'm uh, not a bio, I'm not a physics major, so I'm not gonna remember. Mm-hmm. But I remember I was a stressed memory. I think it's that, just you know you, it doesn't even have to be a major just if you're like interested in it. Like if I'm I, I know everything about all this stuff, like microphones, not because somebody told me or I'm a major yeah, in audio because you were interested or anything like that. Fuck I just YouTubed everything. And spent hours and hours and hours and hours educating yourself. Educating yeah. Wait, here, let me play this devil, devil's advocate. You know how mm-hmm. like people cheat because they're not interested in a topic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but in college you can choose your topics. Yeah, in college you choose the classes you want to take, except the GEs. Except the GEs. GEs are essentially forced upon you, but you're, yeah. there are a variety of GEs. Yeah, but bro, like let's say someone wants to become something, like, and then they have to take some class. And in that class, one part of the subject, you have to memorize something that's completely irrelevant to what you're going to do. You know what I mean? It is, but it's part, it's just part of the class, man. Like, let's, sucks, let's say, like, you want to be, so like, that's the reason, like, people cheat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Let's say you choose, like, a, a fucking math class, and you're not a math major, right? Mm-hmm. But, and you have to take it for GE, right? Yeah. And they cheat because, one, it's, I, I guess you have no choice. You have to take it. Yeah. yeah. Bro, even like, let's say like a computer major, like computer science, I know you don't have to take any chemistry. Yeah. Okay. You have to take a ton of math. You have to take a ton of physics, ton of computers, but all the physics that they're taking, all the stress they're going to learn that physics, they should, but like, it shouldn't be to the extent that it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the shit they have to actually memorize, it will go right out of their head when they get out of school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if the, if it's not applicable to what you do, you're going to fucking forget yeah, it. Yeah, there needs but, to be a better kind of system. Exactly. But exactly. I, I don't think people or the government is going well, to spend they, time they on to, doing that. Because the system, it, it, it kind of works out now, right? You have a decent graduation. But the reason why it's good, the reason why it's good. Look at the growing scene and how is it working? Uh, the reason why it's good to have a bad system mm-hmm. is to... If if school wasn't this bad, yeah, I wouldn't have like thought that like I wouldn't have questioned it. Like yeah. I wouldn't have said this is a bad thing. Like, and it wouldn't have led me to venture out into YouTube or or exactly. learn things in a different way rather than school. If school was good and I was getting all the information, well, even, from school, even if school is average, you know, like bearable, yeah, yeah, then I would actually learn all those things and not even question it and go outside to learn. But since it was that bad, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to learn over here. Smart. And- but dude, to be honest, though, like one of the classes I took, I just thought of this. I remembered last fucking spring, mm-hmm. the teacher would talk to us and she would give us lecture. 90% of her lectures were from YouTube and 90% of the shit she did. She would- was it like her, a different person? From YouTube, like a yeah, she wasn't even but... fucking her. Yeah, it was someone else. <laughs> Somebody oh. else Bro, look, she would come. Scam. Look, she would come, come in class. We would talk. We would discuss, you know, and then discuss the YouTube video. Yeah, she would play a YouTube video. Some any random person. We would watch that YouTube video, discuss that like subject, okay, and then once we discussed that subject, she would show us a movie. Like, or some part of a movie. And then she would be like, okay, look how this movie is similar to this thing that we just watched. Uh I'm like, I could have fucking done that myself. (laughs) Like, you know, you're just like, you're just like a middleman here. You're just like, 
Watch this, watch mm-hmm. that, yeah, and then watch that. I'm not that's doing shit. You just watch for, this. Man. That's that's what they're getting paid for. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I could watch whatever I the fuck I want. Like, why are you telling me? I what swear, yeah. they're, <laughs> like, teacher contracts or professor contracts. There, there's no nothing to say that you need to teach as long as they pass. <laughs> yeah, I swear, they, it doesn't say okay, you need to get this requirement because it's no longer like high school, right? Mm-hmm. High school, there's literally a requirement that they have the students, uh, teachers have to follow. For students to be able yeah. to graduate or learn, yeah, especially in public schools. Yeah, but once you like, hit college, well, it's a free for all, man. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. I, I yeah. run my class, right? Yeah, but and if I have a low passing rate, then I'll. And they I'll have like the, tenure. Like my accounting teacher, he has tenure, and he's like, "Fuck you if you like try to report me or anything." Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here for I, life. I have a, <laughs> my, my accounting teacher is a fucking head of accounting. Apparently. Yeah. Right? So it's basically it's a it's a it's a free for all, bro. Like. Like and if they have low passing rates, they just blame it on the students. Be like they couldn't comprehend mm-hmm. what I taught. Yeah, it's never on the students. Really, it should never be like that unless you don't try at all. But yeah, bro. Like in high school, I remember there were kids who didn't give a fuck at all. Yeah, like, but you I think could the, blame them, but you cannot. It's blame all them on interest. Path. Yeah, it's all on interest. Yeah. Some people aren't gonna be interested in the subject that. Absolutely. Like say it's calculus. Some people are really into calculus. Absolutely. They're like they become professors of calculus. Yeah. Like my one of my friends, bro, he enjoys calculus. Yeah. Like he's and there, that's great. That's and fucking he enjoys amazing. that. That is great. Yeah. But I'm saying someone like him should be the one focusing on that mm-hmm. rather than someone who doesn't give a yeah. fuck. You know? Yeah. I think it should be just at, from elementary school to, to middle school. It should be just tr- like all these classes. Like try different shit to kids. Yeah. To see what like, the fuck everything like. that yeah. there is like in college with all these G's. Just show them all this, and whatever they like, they they choose that early, mm-hmm. early on, so they could change exactly. It. But like instead of like for like you know how they ask like children, what do you want to be? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I want to be an astronaut. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be. They don't- know anything that it entails exactly they see the person on the moon but they exactly know how they, they see the cool there. parts they have to show them the shit part yeah and then from all this shit they have to show which shit they like you yeah. know what i mean yeah that's how like they're like this shit is so bad sometimes me. like let's say i want to be a cop and show them no no, no, no you don't show that <laughs> you show them the bad stuff you know what i'm saying the bad you show cops. them like what what's the responsibility that you have with yeah. the society but you're gonna you show them. You're gonna show them. Show that. you a guy running into a fire and never making it out but alive. But look, like, if you do that, and, that, and you show them the, the risk, that's you show part them the job. That's, that's literally part of that's, that's you're willing to But do. dude, if you do that shit, people in their lifetimes, it's gonna be interesting because mm-hmm. let's say they would be sooner exposed to what they want to be, so they wouldn't waste half of their lives trying to figure out what the fuck yeah, to be. That's true. They would live a life. Let's say somebody wants to become an officer. I'm so sorry, I'm cutting you. Let's say somebody wants to become an officer, okay, and then like a police officer or something. They start that shit at like 17 or 18, okay? Yeah. Actual, like on the job, working. Mm-hmm. Till like they're 21 or two. And then they're like, okay, I used to love this shit. I did this shit. I'm done with this yeah. shit. And Next one. On. They move on to some other yeah. shit. And it's not like industry. you, you got to do one thing for the rest yeah. of your life. You could change. You could, you know, one, mm-hmm. one, uh, one year you might really love fucking cooking and then you don't like it anymore. Yeah. You do yeah. something else. Like TikTok. Absolutely. Yeah. They will have immunity to the one that infected them. But that doesn't mean the virus doesn't change. Like I just told you, viruses, there's hundreds and thousands of them, mm-hmm. um, flus. So this coronavirus can change. And now that person can be infected by the new virus. Because if we develop drugs that try and prevent infection, that virus will find its way around. And now that person who was immune will become infected by that new virus. And the good thing is like, ah, oh, okay, it's similar. Your, bat, your body can adjust to it faster. Your immune system will say, ah, 
I've seen something like this. I can tailor something different, but you can become infected over and over and over again as long as the virus keeps changing because viruses are made to evolve fast because most of them die, but that one that lives is now new and now gets around our defense systems, our immune system, and also gets around the drugs. So you can become immune, but it doesn't mean it's permanent. It'll come back because viruses naturally evolve. That's what they do. They adapt to different environments. That's what they do. It's like a race. Who can you know evolve the fastest? And the virus that does is the one that propagates in all of us. And now that one will eventually evolve again. And then now they produce all these progeny, these different you know evolutionary strains. Another advice I can tell you, I can give you a bunch of advice for the people who watch this. Uh, to like kind of like finesse Chipotle to like get more food for their bucks. There's a few things you can do. First of all, you can have your burritos double wrapped or triple wrapped. Yeah, but- dude. One time I was in there uh, at Chipotle and this guy got like triple wrapped burrito. And- Bro, yeah, dude. Triple wrapped is like fucking this big. And he, got, they no? had to, he put it in a bowl. Like they got the bowl out and then cut that dude, in there. It's hard to roll them. Like yeah. it's so hard to roll like double wrapped or triple wrapped because. It's just, our GM did a perfect job, but it's really hard to do that. But mm-hmm. you can put as much, so as long as you don't get extra meat. I mean, if you're doing a um, triple, uh, what is it called? Wrapped burrito, you would want more meat, so you're going to get extra meat and they're going to charge you. But if you don't, and I guess, I mean, let's say you're a vegetarian and you just get like rice and the veggies, you can pay seven eighty one for a triple wrapped burrito that feeds like two people easily, you know? Yeah. You can easily do that. And one more thing you can do, you can ask for lemons, vinaigrette. These are all free. You can ask, uh, in my location, the one that I worked at, if you got a bowl, you could have asked for a bunch of sites and they wouldn't charge you for it. You know, there was like mm-hmm. this guy that once he came and he was like, okay, I want a, he wanted a bean burrito. So he was like, I want a bean burrito. And oh no, sorry. He wanted a side of rice. You know, he said, I just want a side of rice. So we charged him for a, Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay. I'm remembering now. I'm remembering huh. now. He said, I want a side of uh, rice and black beans, you know? So we were like, okay, we're going to charge this guy for two sides. And then after he got that, he was like, can I get a side of tortilla? And we don't charge for tortillas. He got a t- tortilla. And then he was like, can I have a side of salsa? And we gave that for free too. And then he got the tortilla and made a burrito himself with those material. And it costed him like two bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a burrito with, with, with rice, salsa, black beans. Yeah. Just those three. Uh, what is it called? Just finesse uh, the system. <laughs> finesse the system. But there's other ways you can finesse the system. There's something called a three-pointer. You can get a three-pointer bowl. You can get a three-pointer burrito, right? And the, What's the thing that? is, I'll What's... explain in a second, bro. I got you. I got you. So right. if you don't like a lot of materials in your burritos or your bowls and you just want to save a bunch of money, this is what you do. I personally like everything on it, so I never do this, but this is what you can do, Shan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's say, okay, everything that they have is one point. Just keep that in mind. Everything they have is one point. Guac is two points. All the meats and the proteins are two points, okay? okay. So if you, get a, if you get a tortilla and you put a steak in it and you put rice, they have to charge you as a three-pointer steak burrito. And it's like a couple bucks cheaper than a steak burrito, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you're like a vegetarian and you get like a three-pointer, you get like rice, beans, and like tomatoes, it's mm-hmm. a three-pointer burrito. It's like five bucks or something. It's not seven bucks. And it's only like three items. So you can do like, like you can, ma- you're going to see, you can add up whatever you want. You know, you, if you have guac in it and rice, 
that's I don't know who would want a burrito like that, but that's three points. So that would be cheaper. Yeah. You know? But you can always ask for oregano. If you have a bowl, ask them to pour some oregano on it. S- slaps. So mm-hmm. good. Like he doesn't even wear a mask. He never wears one. Like I, I haven't seen one picture of him wearing a mask. So. Because you know what? He uses the president. You know, they have everything. Mm-hmm. Like they have everything. Like he can be cured from anything. Honestly. I'm pretty sure like the government has like. You think they have the cure? Like, mm-hmm. He gave the cure out. Best believe the world's going to be overpopulated. Mm-hmm. They got to keep that in there. They don't want people. They probably have a cure for death. <laughs> Make people come back to life. I swear to God. They probably Make do. like robots or like clones or some shit. I f- they have to. They have to, like, I don't know. And they just said, like, honestly, bro, I'm just waiting for, like, the racism thing to die down so we can go back to the fact that they said aliens are on here, on this planet. And I definitely just said it. I knew I knew aliens were here. And, like... Yeah, the government, didn't they release, like, Uf- UFO videos or some shit? Why isn't anyone talking about it? Do you ever realize that? Like, what is the... What's the issue? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'll be thinking so deeply, like... It's fine, know. bro. We could, we could talk about it right here. I bet. So I'll be thinking, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be thinking, of like, I don't know. Like, are they scared? It's either they're scared to talk about it mm-hmm. or actually believe something like that because they just said it was true. NASA itself, it's a UFO. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, um, nah, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but I don't know. I'll be I'll be having conspiracy theories. Like I'll be thinking about stuff. Like what if people like in the US, right? Mm-hmm. Like just people were like aliens and they like can like what's it called? What's it called? When you sh- shape shift shift shape shape what's the word? Shape shifter. Shape shifter. They can like yeah transform like a, like a human. Transform into like, yeah, exactly. Like people are, what if they're just like walking around seeing what this world is like? And that's the reason they're not saying anything about it. Or like mm. a bunch of people on this planet are shapeshifters. Yeah, that's why like some people have the theory of like this all a simulation. Do you take it that far or you think that it's just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like if there was a simulation, they're like trying to test us, see what's happening because they keep dropping bombs on this freaking yeah. and like hornets and aliens and then what's it called? Corona. Mm-hmm. Just a lot. Yeah. And some people know. think the government is just like making this up just because just to scare people or just to, you know, keep us like naive. They want us to not know. No, I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like they don't tell us things. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we don't want to know things. Like, we want to stay dumb. And I don't like that at all. Like, I want to know everything. I want to want to be scared. Yeah. I want to know exactly what's on this planet. But mm-hmm. they're not going to tell us ever. And I, it sucks that I have to die without knowing what's going on. Yeah. I, it's crazy. I've been reading this book right here. Like, this... uh Neil deGrasse Tyson, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. It's like he's a he's an astrophysicist and he deals like with uh, like how the universe 
uh, started and basically like his theories. And I've only gotten like a few chapters in, but he says like nobody actually knows like how the universe started. It's all just a theory. It might have started from nothing. It might have there. Might, it might be like a multi-universe where one universe dies and another one begins and it's all, you know, it's all up for grabs. Everything's a theory. Yeah, exactly. Nobody knows. But once somebody says, scientists say, that's when everybody starts believing. Mm-hmm. Like people, yeah, people believe anything scientists say. Like you can honestly just write a, a blog and put scientists say on there and they will believe that. Yeah. It's just crazy. I don't believe anything like until I see it. I feel like, I don't know. Like what do you, what is like all the protests slash riots and all that stuff that's been going on? I don't know. Like for me, honestly, like I feel like the protests, uh, the reason for the protests against like police brutality would be a good thing. What I'm against though, was the riots is what I was yeah. against because like, and also the people tearing down like a bunch of the monuments and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. I saw this thing where like some, <laughs> okay. I saw this one video where these people took down a statue and when they took it down, <laughs> I laughed, but it's not really like sucks for that guy. But at the same time, like you shouldn't be doing that. Uh-huh. Took down a statue and the statue fell on top of it. <laughs> really? <laughs> and everybody started cheering. Right. And then it was like, like pulling it from this side. Right. And then he, it fell down right on it. Yeah, like they're pushing it down and they had like ropes. And he like yeah. pulls it down and it falls on top of him. And like everybody starts cheering and it's in, in like a couple seconds later, some people start noticing. They're like, oh shoot. This guy is like <laughs> struggling down there. And then also like, I heard that they tore her down like, or like defaced the 54th Massachusetts like regiment or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, and yeah so- they de- defaced a lot of, or and also took down like statues of like Columbus and you know Robert E Lee like all the conservative people like generals all that shit they took down supposedly okay so they defaced the 54th Massachusetts regiment memorial but like i saw some videos on how the 54th Massachusetts regiment was all black like there were an infantry of all black soldiers <laughs> <laughs> and so like they're arguing like black lives matter and all this stuff and then they're tearing down like these they memorials. didn't know do the research yeah. like some of those statues i guess like mm-hmm. i feel like some yeah, of them they, are are racist yeah like yeah like they see the confederate statues and they're mm-hmm. like oh the confederates stood against the union right and so then they go and you know try to take those statues down and honestly yeah. i feel like okay yeah those statues were confederates but at the same time the way i see it too is like that's part of the their history man why is everybody walking around that without the shirts <laughs> I feel like it's part of their history or like the history of happening. Like those were the bad guys, you know, don't you want to see bad things? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. At the same time, yeah, they're taking them down. I don't know what they they plan on replacing them with, but some mm-hmm. of these memorials, like they're tearing down memorials of people that like, like they shouldn't be tearing down, you know, like they the fought 50- in wars and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like black people that fought in the war. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I feel like they just got to accept that. Like, our history isn't the greatest, but they got to remember too that it was like that around the world. Like everybody's blaming white people for slavery, right? But nobody yeah. is taking accountability or looking at the fact that the people who sold them were their own people. Like, yeah, you know, like they went to but Africa. Dave Chappelle, he has a good bit on this. He's like, 
back then though, like they didn't have phones or anything. So the people who are selling them, they're like, okay, we'll give you, we'll, we'll, you know, it's a good deal. I guess you're giving us money. We'll give you this person. But the person that just got, you know, sold, you can't go call back and say, yo, don't, don't stop bringing us over here. It's bad over here. They can't say that. So they, the other guy doesn't know that they're being sold to, to do bad, bad labor, like free labor and getting enslaved. So, well, I mean, that was a, that was a good bit that Dave had to. Even then though, like at the same time, you're selling someone, you know, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at the same time, like, it's not like you, you don't know that what could happen. Right. And I think mm -hmm. in Africa and certain parts of Africa, there's still slavery going on. And yeah. so, so my point isn't saying like, oh, whites are, you know, like they didn't do anything. What I'm trying to say is like, we got to like, you know, okay, it happened. Right. Mm -hmm. And look at now, both sides. Now right. it's illegal. Right. So like, but why are you blaming people that had nothing to do with it? Like there's white people around today that had nothing to do with it. Like, yeah, they were born after slavery stopped. Right. Some of these people, a lot mm -hmm. of them people. And so like, the way I see it though, is like, okay, racism is never going to stop. Right. I don't think we can always try to minimize it. Gets it gets better by generation. Like, in my opinion, it has gotten better, like, over time. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't there say it hasn't gotten better. Look at They're, it, like, back, yeah, yeah. Then, back then, like, there was the Jim Crow laws and all that stuff. Right now, we don't have that, so you can't, like, I'm pretty sure right now, nobody's saying, okay, you know what, might as well have the Jim Crow laws because it's still the same. Yeah. Nobody's saying that, right? And so what I feel is, like, like my perspective on this whole thing is like, okay, it happened. You know, mm -hmm. what happened was wrong. It stopped now. There's still people that are racist, but I don't think like the whole country by itself is just racist country. You know I mean? Like, yeah, no, definitely not. There are more like, good people, but negativity is louder, especially and, and on social that, media. Though, like you got to look at policies. Like are there policies that are enforcing the racist behavior, you know? And mm -hmm. so like, is there a policy saying like, like Jim Crow laws, those were policies, and those were racist policies. Like you can totally see that, you know, yeah. that they were meant that way. The black people couldn't vote, you know, and then they tried like doing these. And also, things. like other like the Homestead Act, like John, I was listening to John Stewart, um, like yesterday, and he was saying the Homestead Act, the New Deal, that they all excluded uh, black people. They were trying and to help. Uh, the poor people in in the U.S. and they excluded black. I've people. seen uh, a lot of videos about what's it called, like what what people think has led to it. A lot of people are like saying, like, "Well, welfare, like mm -hmm. you destroyed family morals with welfare. With welfare, now the the father leaves and the mother just gets that paycheck, and like where the family values now the kids are growing up without a father." Yeah, that's also a big part too. And so, like, what I'm saying is racism. It's obviously, you know, going to exist. And anybody who says, oh, racism doesn't exist is like, whoa. They don't I mean, know what's going on. They got racism, their ears plugged. Racism exists. But what I'm saying is you can't just blame all, what's it called, all injustices and all that stuff on racism. Like, mm -hmm. generalize it. That won't hold up. Like, you can't just say everything is because of racism. You know, there's other factors that you have to take into account, that you have to look into and say, okay, is it just racism that's leading to this, or is there other things that could be causing this as well? You know? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's my stance on it, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And that's not yeah. coming from from saying like, oh, like like I said before, I'm not saying that slavery is a good thing or anything like that. Yeah, definitely not. Um, was harsh on Germany, right? Um, yeah. It restricted their, it basically kept them from having any military forces at all. Um, it restricted their economic position. Um, it, it, it demanded financial reparations from them that kind of really harmed their economy. So a lot of times people will say that um, in some ways the First World War caused the second, right? Um, yeah. Or that it was one big, you know, one big long war. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually don't, I don't know if I believe that, right? Um, because for two reasons. One, the Second World War started in Asia, not in Europe, right? It starts mm-hmm. um, between China and Japan in 1937, right? Um, yeah. And so I think that leaves that part out. And it also, I think um, people had a chance in the 1930s to, to stop World War II, to stop Hitler, um, and, and they didn't. Um, and I think saying, oh, you know, it was destined to happen because of mm-hmm. choices made in the 1910s, I think let's let those people off the hook a little bit too much what was the un created before the uh before the second world war or no so the, was that so the, the treaty of versailles creates the the league of nations which oh, is yeah, kind of yeah. like the first you know the first attempt at that right mm-hmm. the united states never joins it um uh which is and it doesn't have nearly the power that the united nations does uh, the un is created in in 1945 um by uh, and the U.S. is really an, in the lead in forming it, and in part trying to ensure that whatever comes out of World War II is going to be more effective than the League of Nations that had come out of World War One. Mm-hmm. Because uh, at the at the beginning of World War Two, uh, before that, Germany increases power and they start taking over, uh, expanding uh, to different countries, and the the allies really didn't uh interfere with that in the beginning why is that um yeah i mean um germany in part just starts breaking the terms of the treaty of versailles right it mm-hmm. occupies territory that it had been excluded from it builds starts a military re- build, yeah. builds a military all these things and each mm-hmm. one was a a step that um most of the other European powers, and including the United States too, um, felt that uh, it was not enough to trick to risk a war. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, and in part that is a calculated step by step project of the Nazis. Um, in part, it's also the 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 domestic pressures that each of those countries are facing at home in terms of you know they they have domestic populations that don't want to go to war again they've just lived through a war right with Germany mm-hmm. and and so you know they're in hindsight um, we call we call it appeasement right and we say they should have you know they they should have stopped Hitler sooner um, there were there were political constraints uh, military constraints that that kept them at each moment from doing that. Okay. Yeah, that makes uh that makes more sense. I, I didn't really understand it at first. Yeah, no, I think it's worth remembering, right, that most Americans, um and certain also most British, most French people, if you asked them in the nineteen thirties, they would have said World War One was a terrible mistake. We never should have done it. Mm-hmm. And so if if all your voters think that, uh, it's gonna be hard to convince them to to challenge Germany again. 
right? yeah. to challenge, you know, when they make a, a small step here and a small step there. And, mm. and the Nazis understood that and, and pushed um, uh, whenever, whenever they could. Yeah. And, and uh, when World War II began, the U.S. was, uh, was hesitant in really joining the war because of what happened in World War II. Or World War I, um, sorry, but uh, Pearl Harbor occurred and that uh, really brought them into the war. Uh, yeah. Correct. Yeah. That is yeah, that is correct. And so, you know, really from from nineteen September nineteen thirty nine when Germany invades Poland until December seventh, nineteen forty one, um, the United States is not um, you know, is not officially at war, although uh, it's also not neutral, right? Uh, the US you know, it's not like World War One. The US is really actively trying to support uh, Britain Britain mm -hmm. and France and particularly Britain after, you know, once the Blitz comes and they're really fighting alone. Um, and Britain is bankrupt. Britain needs, you know, needs weapons. Uh, the U.S. is really kind of propping them up. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it is only the the attack of Pearl Harbor that brings the U.S. officially into war on on both fronts. Mm -hmm. And World War II is uh, fought differently than previous wars because of the introduction of uh, a lot of new technology like tanks and airplanes. Uh, what? What led to that kind of advancement in, in the war, like, uh, during that time? Yeah, I mean, in some ways, a lot of those military technologies had been there during the First World War, right? Um, mm -hmm. Tanks and planes, for example. Um, but the scale of them, the, 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 you know, their, their abilities, um, and just even the sheer number of them increases by World War II, right? Um, and on the, the aerial front, for example, you know, the... the, the the breakdown of norms that would have made sort of bombing civilians, you know, um, unjust, right, or immoral, and that that breaks down on both sides, right, and so you start to see the large-scale bombing of civilian populations, right, mm -hmm. um, which is in part what then um, makes it possible for the use of atomic weapons at the end of the war. Yeah. Right? Um, but a lot of these technologies are um, you know are created because. Um, because the, the warring powers pour enormous amounts of money and time and expertise into them, right? Yeah. Um, they, don't, they don't just come out of nowhere. So let's say your mic that you're using right now. Mm -hmm. um, how many companies do you think came together to make that mic? Was it just one? Was it just the one company that, um, you know, sells you that mic? No, right? It's Like you, with you the materials have, and yeah, all the stuff. Yeah, all the materials, the metal, the, the styrofoam, the... Amazon that you ordered it from, the distribution centers that, you know, all came together to like put all those things together, all the manufacturing plants that came into welding that metal together, um, all the different little pieces that came together to like build that one mic. Mm -hmm. There's at least like, I want to say like 50 or so different companies or different like organizations that came together to like just build that one single mic. Yeah. Supply chain essentially encompasses everything from the start of the raw materials to the distribution of you receiving that mic. Mm -hmm. um, and that's so supply chain is like so broad and so general. There's so many different assets or facets that like come together to like that, that makes up supply chain. There's like distribution, there's manufacturing, there's logistics, there's you name it, right? Yeah. Um, so that's why I like it just because it's so broad and there's so many different little pieces you can get into. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, it's just interesting to see all the different pieces come together um, to get your final box. If, if you liked playing with Legos as a kid, you're probably going to like supply chain. Yeah, just like man 
managing like all the logistics of how to sure. get a product yeah. and then ship it to the customer. Yeah. Or for like one small example would be like, let's say you have uh, a trailer. Okay. And this, this truck trailer can fit, let's say 28 pallets of these fuck it, Bose speakers. Okay. They can fit 28 pallets of Bose speakers. Mm-hmm. But if you realize that you can learn a way to optimize your cube utilization of this trailer and you're able to manage to fit 32 pallets as opposed to 28 pallets into this one trailer by fitting all the pallets in horizontally or something as opposed to pinwheeling them, um, you're, you're saving that much money by taking that many less trips from all those trailers. And it's, it's just making everything efficient. You're, you're basically just like finding certain things within your current business that you can just optimize and make better, faster, cheaper, and more efficient. Yeah. That's like what Amazon does. Like, Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Amazon that they've really like built their whole shipping industry, like based around like optimizing. Exactly. Everything. Their their infrastructure is, and a lot of it is like digitized too. So there's a lot of just like, um, mistakes that are no longer being made because men aren't doing that work. It's just all like computed mm-hmm. like through like a giant robot that they've like built over the years. Right. Yeah. I saw a video recently about like supply chains being more automated. Like what, what's it, what does that future look like? Like more automation rather than people working? Yeah. Well, I mean, more automation just means uh, companies are saving more money um, and spending less labor and making investments on, yeah, uh, making things easier and faster for them. I don't know what that means for like the job market or how difficult it's going to be for like frontline members who are, you know, um, used to like having, you know, assembly line type work, but it's, yeah, it's kind of scary to see how fast and exponentially all of that is growing. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, I don't know, it depends on what, you know, economic belief you have you believe trickle down or whatever if you if the company has money that just means the company's going to open up more warehouses and make more jobs or whatever right i don't know yeah everything is growing everything is booming like we're in a new like industrial revolution if you will yeah. and really i think cool. really the, exciting. the pandemic even might have pushed it even more to be more automated because of social distancing exactly they yeah they don't want as many people grouped together so might as well get a machine or a robot to do the same task and exactly. do yeah. it for longer. And especially if it's the same thing, like, like grabbing boxes, putting labels and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Or I don't know if you've seen like, uh, the, uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory movie where basically like Charlie's dad is like, he works in a toothpaste factory and like, all he does is like screw toothpaste caps onto, you know, toothpaste yeah. containers. And then they hired like a robot that just like screws it in like automatically, right? Yeah. He's without a job. It's stuff like that. Uh, a lot of that's going to happen. I predict, I'm guessing, uh, mm-hmm. soon. Yeah. I mean, it just saves them money, like the company money, and it saves time as well overall. That's yeah. exactly. just way better. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's called a hydrofoil. So it's a surfboard with like this foil thing that goes down and it like, it's, it's just very like hydrodynamic. So it, it like will give you a lot of speed if you like pump it. So they're super expensive. So my friend Art and I bought one. Um, we got it for 920, which is a really good deal. And it was used. So like new, they go for like 1200 at Damn. least. And um, 
and they're super hard to learn on because you kind of need to get like towed by a boat or like a jet ski or something. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't get into it because the whole point of it is like to be able to surf it on waves, but you can't learn to surf it on waves because it's, it's super hard. Yeah. So we were lucky enough that our friends, um, Chad and Will have a jet ski. So they were letting us like tow on it. And then, mm-hmm. um, so I learned pretty good on that. And then I tried to go surf it like without a jet ski, just on real waves. And the thing just like, it'll go. And then right when you're about to stand up, just shoot out of the water <laughs> and like send you like 10 <laughs> feet in the air. Uh-huh. So I'm starting to get a little bit more, but it's just scary. Cause like there's just this big metal foil. And if you fall, it flips over. And like, there's been multiple times where I see it. I'm like, Oh, I'm about to hit this thing. And I just get yeah. lucky. But yeah, so it's, yeah. a, it's like a, a surfboard, but with like a metal thing on the bottom. Like yeah. That, that foil. Yeah. So it just, it makes you pop out of the water. So the surfboard's not even touching the water. You're just completely oh, okay. floating on it. So it's, it's the weirdest feeling that it feels so good. It just feels like, like a warm knife through butter, just <laughs> floating. Damn. It's so fun. Yeah. That, that's yeah, pretty that was, cool. Like that was definitely like one of the coolest things that box. It's, it's like so unique that not many people like use them, but all the people that have them are like, Oh, you have one of those. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. sweet though that i mean like the you had to get a jet ski and everything though that's the only problem like you can't do it with the yeah, waves it's just, it's just hard to learn on waves because it's so much easier to get towed behind something so you're consistently practicing it so if you get a wave you're on it for like 10 seconds like a normal like wave i feel like it's like 10 seconds for those and then yeah. it's hard to like get up on when you're surfing so you gotta gotta like get towed and get a feel for it but it's but, probably easier when you know how to surf and it's oh yeah, for like sure. All that but shit. it's also yeah. not like surfing at all because you you lean forward a lot because if you lean back, that's when the foil comes out of the water. So it's super funny. Like if if someone gets on it and they just lean back like they usually would on a surfboard, the thing just shoots out of the water and just you just mm-hmm. send get flowing around. <laughs> but yeah. the thing just throws you. It's so funny. Uh, don't tricks. think it's some special thing where yeah. you eat it and then you start tripping out, man. You get these hallucinations. You're actually the highest in the room after eating the burger. Nah, yeah. it's it's none of that bullshit. It's you don't even get a, a toy of Travis Scott. Oh yeah, don't, don't, don't expect that. like there's this there's uh the advertisement is like some action figure like you know is like first album yeah. I think of of his toy model. Mm-hmm. And that's like an advertisement. Don't expect that in your fucking <laughs> your Travis Scott Happy Meal, okay? Yeah. It's literally a quarter pounder burger with some fries and uh, a, sh- a drink, a Sprite. Yeah, a Sprite. Yeah. And barbecue <laughs> sauce. Don't forget the barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. But don't be going in the drive throughs and be like, can I get myself a Travis Scott burger? <laughs> People are going to think you're fucking retarded, dude. Like, I saw someone filming themselves doing it, and mm-hmm. the workers were just so, like, uh, just, they weren't having it, man. They're like, what yeah. are you talking about? Like, oh, can't? Can't what are you saying, man? Like, what are you doing? And then the guy's like, Can I please have like a, a Travis Patty? <laughs> no, Travis like, Patty. Can I get a the Travis Scott meal? Like, please, hello. I he love like how the, the people just started reselling it like right away for like oh yeah, you show me the pictures yeah. for like a thousand dollars, fucking four hundred dollar shirts, a yeah. hundred dollar receipt or some shit. Like yeah, receipt. You paid like four bucks for this shit. And now you want to sell paper. the paper? Yeah. Hey, man, if Travis Scott signed that, I'm probably worth $100. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's just his meal. Like, whatever yeah. he orders, that they, they just asked him, like, hey, we'll pay you if you do this can, campaign yeah, can with you, us. Can you put your name on this fucking burger <laughs> yeah. and 
we'll give you like 30% cut or some <laughs> something. I don't know. That's but, wild to me, man. Uh, other, you have other celebrities now. <laughs> the, the little Uzi Happy Meal. <laughs> what made you mean like, damn, you know, I could do a whole you know, YouTube video of this and I can, I can yeah. put this on Spotify. I can put this on Apple Music. But, you know, what made you mm -hmm. mean? You it took, like well, let's go back to like mm, 2017. Okay. Okay, so this was when I was in high school. I, I like, I wasn't doing much, like mm -hmm. just doing school and stuff. Right. a little bit of basketball but okay. like i i was like spending my time like just not really having a purpose like right. just going through life with no purpose oh. but then i saw uh, uh, do you know who gary v is gary yeah. vaynerchuk no. yeah yeah i've been following that guy for a long time and a lot of people <laughs> yeah. have picked up on him I'm like oh what the hell is yeah i've been with him for a while too yeah and so he i like that's that was like a few years back when I first like got into it and started learning mm -hmm. more about that. But he went on Joe Rogan's podcast <clears throat> in twenty eighteen. That's, that's a big MMA cat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Joe Rogan. Yeah. And that when I saw that video, I just wanted to see what Gary had to say. Right. right. I didn't know what a podcast was. Okay. Like I didn't even know. Clicking right. on that video, I didn't know. But th yeah, these are was... two people talking. Right. Yeah, I thought it was an interview, but then I saw it was, it was like two hours long. Like this isn't oh, a normal shit. interview yeah, no. that normal people do, right? So I clicked on it and watched the whole thing, and oh, wow. I saw that. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I watch a lot of podcasts. Like I watch, I still watch his to this right. day because oh. I love, I love watching it. That's why I do it right. because at first I saw somebody else's like mm -hmm. he. Joe Rogan's podcast like showed me that like this is like I really enjoyed it watching it so if if he if I enjoy watching it why can't I just make it do it yourself yeah, yeah. yeah. like I want to talk to your people. own creativity and yeah. And, yeah yeah get others and stuff like that. yeah he's the one like without if he didn't do video I don't think I would have done this podcast oh really yeah so, I, so, I would have so. never listened to podcasts like I still never listened to them Right. Only sometimes if it's right. like, if they don't have a video, uh -huh. I might listen to it, but I deleted the podcast app from my right. phone. When I first got my phone in 2016, I didn't know what a podcast was. I deleted right. the app from my phone. Never thought I'd, I'd do a podcast myself. Yeah. Right. Like, what is this? People listen yeah. to other people speak? Yeah. Who the fuck would listen to yeah. that <laughs> shit? <laughs> right, 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 right. But there's and some pretty good podcasts out there, man. Yeah. There's some pretty good stories. Yeah, and that's what some, I didn't know. Yeah. I was like, I was naive and thinking mm -hmm. that that nobody listens to it. But no. then because <laughs> I watched on YouTube, somehow I, I, I saw, I saw Gary's video that he yeah. did with him. <clears throat> with and, yeah. With Joe Rogan. And that's, mm -hmm. that, that changed everything. And then from and then on, like, over. Yeah, yeah. From then on, like I started watching more, like I saw his interview with Dan Bilzerian some other ones okay. and then like oh, I just, you're talking about, you're talking about uh, Joe Rogan with these yeah. guys or okay yeah okay, okay. he has like a bunch of episodes I think now he's at like 1500 yeah he has a lot like crazy yeah. amount and they're all on YouTube too right yeah all on I don't YouTube know. are they some on Spotify too or is it mostly just um, YouTube well he signed a deal with Spotify oh, gotcha. that's gonna like his, his newer episodes are gonna be on Spotify oh, cool. at the beginning of next year but that's good, right though. now it's all on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, after that, I started watching more of his videos 
and yeah. seeing like what this podcasting thing is. I had, I still, to this point, I was super naive on yeah. what it was. I didn't know, like if I, I, at this point, I didn't think that I could like that. I was going to do it. I just thought yeah. I like this, you know, this yeah. is something I enjoy uh, watching, but after a few months, I think like slowly getting into 2019, that's when I was like, that's, that's when I could, like, I wanted to do something like this. Like I I was inspired by him and then I had no idea how to do it. Like there was no, uh, like, so you, so you kind of just kind of like winged it. Okay. I winged it, but at the same time, like I, I knew this is something I enjoy. That's the main thing. Right. Like self-awareness right. is key um, and figuring out what you want to do. Right. So I, I picked this thing. I didn't know if it was, if it was going to work out or not. I didn't know right. if actually speaking, actually doing it, you know, I was watching it, but actually uh-huh. doing it, if I would enjoy that. Right. I didn't know. Okay. But I had to, you know, you Can't had to try. Yeah, yeah. You had to yeah. take the risk. You had to. So just all it. this, you know, gear you have, did you have it or did you just do, you know, here's phone, you know, let me speak into it and then, you know, have others speak into it or did you get the gear first? Yeah, I got then? the gear first, okay. but okay. that, that was like 2019. Now going into the beginning of 2019 right. um, was a point where that's where I got really serious about it. And right. then I told my friend Daniel, who was in my graphic design class, right. um, that graphic design class is actually another key point on key like uh instrument and me getting started into it as well because right i learned how to do graphic design and i i actually really enjoy still doing graphic design mm-hmm. and using software and stuff like that so right, right, right. i was like i like this too so if i could do this and podcasting if these all combine together then then i have something here uh, is this what you're trying to do though like, is this what you're trying to do for the long run? I mean, yeah, I want to do this and mm. also some other things as well. Mm. But like right now, just focused on this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How much, how much uh, YouTube videos do you have? Right now, this is going to be 60. 60. Okay. Oh, but that's cool. Yeah. I have so two channels 60th. though. Yeah. Okay. okay like okay, one, okay. one is like the Clips channel, which has like, I think 150 videos now. Yeah, that's the one that I'm seeing where there's a whole bunch. I was like 60. Yeah. Well, okay, maybe I'm yeah. looking at a different one. Okay. That, the full episodes are on the main channel, 714 Which is the podcast. One that I saw with 150 something. No, that's that's different. That's 714 clips where that's it's just the clips. For. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So that's not the full yeah. episode. Oh, gotcha. That's just one one part that is interesting or funny. Oh, or, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. See, this is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the 714 <laughs> clip, so I didn't even know there's a whole entire... Damn, all right. Yeah. You guys send me that link then. I'll Snapchat all or right. something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Okay, okay. That's, That's where the full episodes are. Yeah, man. Oh, you're yeah. looking at like half the stuff. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, these are cool videos. And then you got a whole bunch. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. I got to see them then. That's funny, mm-hmm. though. That's cool, man. I'm, I'm glad you get into it. At least, I mean... Most people are over here sitting at home eating fucking, you know, chips yeah, and dude. stuff like that. You got a podcast, dude. That's cool. I know. I That's never something. thought that this would happen, though, like that I would do it, um, like, with Zoom. Like, I never wanted to oh, do yeah. it with yeah, Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this, how, uh, how much Zooms have you done so far with podcasts? Um, ever since March, I've been, I've been okay. doing it. Okay. I don't know okay, exactly okay, okay. how many weeks that okay, is. Okay, okay, okay. But okay. So, so I'm, not, I'm not the first one that you've yeah, done it before. No. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while now, but okay. 
Um, so yeah, in, in 2019, mm-hmm. it's summer of that, like that's when I started. Hitting it hard. Uh, yeah, that's when I just, I invested in the equipment and I was spending hours and hours of my time researching on how to do all this. I didn't know what an XLR cable was, this cable right, right here that connects to the mic. <laughs> Like I didn't and know what computer? that was. Is yeah, it yeah. connected? To the, okay, 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 okay. Like there's an audio interface here. I didn't oh. know what that was. Oh. I didn't know any of the software, but I, like, I knew like this is what I was passionate about. So I didn't even right. feel like work to Seriously. me. Yeah. It's like yeah. I gotta do this shit. Like I, right. I'm, I'll, like whatever it takes, I'm gonna do this. Right. And that was the decision I made. That's like, good. Whatever dude. it takes. Anyway, that's yeah. At the end of the day, dude, it's your passion. That's the that's the, that's the passion yeah. of fucking life. You know, you, you gotta then, put on all the damn work to yeah. get a better outcome. At, yeah. And then after all that work, the first episode we did, uh, like I said, Daniel was gonna be the right. the co-host with me. Like right like now, the main it's head a, with you. Yeah. Yeah. Shaman. Right now, it's Sham and Sam show. Right. Mm-hmm. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be Daniel at first. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people don't know that, but um, yeah. But things didn't work out with us. Timing right. was off. Yeah, so then yeah. I told yeah, Sam he, he was he was down. And we we recorded the first time we went there, I'll tell you this. Uh the first time we went to record, we had everything set up oh. and we pressed record. This was to record a two minute intro, right? Not even a full <laughs> full right. episode. We pressed right. record. It didn't work. Like nothing worked. Right. We we tried for like an hour. We set up. It took us like four, like two hours to set up everything. Right. Now it takes like ten minutes for us to set up. Oh, see, <laughs> but, that's quick though. Yeah, but then. You're, but this this was um when you're over there in Fullerton, not right now, right? Right yeah, now, it's right a couple now. minutes. Yeah, know? right now it's a couple okay, minutes, okay. but okay. before, yeah, it was it was now it's quick, but before and it took longer. Yeah, 2019 so. when we first did it, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. <laughs> and so it took so long right, but then right. and then after that day like we were like we didn't even record it that day we you went there oh. we we couldn't record because it, it we didn't know how to do it so we came back home had nothing and then we we're like i'm like what the fuck happened right, what, right. i got all this stuff why isn't it working and then it was like a simple fix like i just had to turn this one thing it says monitor it's like a turn right. dial i had to turn yeah. that and it would work are you serious <laughs> yeah. oh, that was that easy <laughs> yeah, you dude. figured all that time <laughs> like, just a little twist. yeah That's funny. and then like that was intro we were going to record right yeah. um but then i was like now i just have to record it because i want to start this like enough waiting so i went yeah. in the back seat of my car wow. and recorded it the intro and you just got that's the that intro way. that's that's live right now right, right, right. okay that's um, cool though yeah that's a, that's a good process though dude that's <laughs> yeah. a good story right there and then a week later that's when we recorded the full episode we had we had no idea what we were going to talk about it was right. all off the off the dome like that's all i never have oh, anything okay. like written really except sometimes with, with certain guests i ha- i mm-hmm. might have something but most of the time yeah, i just I mean, want to talk no, like, oh. <laughs> I just knew, like, look, what, what are we going at now? Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. It's, all, it's like been 40 minutes. Yeah. It just really? goes by, yeah. Oh, shit. All right, It goes yeah. by like this. It really does. I feel like it's only been 20, dude. Yeah, that's what that's I crazy. love about this. Like, yeah. I've done three hours. It it never felt like three oh, hours. really? Yeah. That's crazy. With uh Sam? 
with Sam and Daniel. Like we both, all three of us did it. Uh-huh. We've done three hours before. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm probably gonna do that again sometime. If I yeah. could get a get a studio with them or something, uh-huh. then I'm gonna do that. But yeah, yeah, man. If we can go, I mean, I got time. I just, I mean, I need to work out later. But if you got time, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, yeah. we're so gonna we keep go. going here. Yeah, but, <laughs> it's like twelve o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> we're but yeah, that, that time, like that, be, those beginning stages, like that, mm-hmm. that first episode, I, I really enjoyed just talking. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Like I, I never thought it would peep like, uh, I never wanted individuals. Uh, yeah, just people, I never really expected people to listen or care Here, or right, anything right, like right, I, that's right. not what I was trying to get. Like, I don't want to people to listen or anything. Like yeah. if they listen, listen. But if I'm not, just gonna do this because I like right. doing it. Well, and, I mean, even talking to other people, dude, and just getting more knowledge, and it just—it yeah. just it helps the cognitive so much, man. It I really, know. like, it really brightens it up too. You know, you, we didn't evolve to be crazy active. Um, um, typical hunter gatherers engage in about two and a quarter hours a day of sort of moderate to vigorous physical activity. But you know, that involves you know walking five to nine miles a day, digging for hours, climbing trees, sometimes running. You know. Um, um, and, and they do that throughout their life. And, and, um, and so, you don't you don't, uh, that's sort of normal for human beings. And it was for, for, for millions of years, all of a sudden now we've just removed that right from our environment. Right. So mm-hmm. you can wake up if you're an American and, and never raise your heart, heart rate all day long and never break a sweat. And, and, you know, the average American probably is engages in, less than half an hour of moderate to vigorous physical activity a day. So some even less than that. And, and as we get older, people even are less active and, and, and there are numerous reasons why that's a huge risk factor for a variety of diseases. Uh, um, but the most important is that it, it, um, physical activity is a stress, but it's a good stress. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it turns on bodies repair and maintenance mechanisms that, that otherwise don't get turned on. So people who are less physically active, are much, much more vulnerable to a wide range of diseases, diabetes, heart disease, uh, ca- various cancers, Alzheimer's, um, depression, um, uh, osteoarthritis, osteoporosis. The list is extremely long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, so if, I would say that, you know, people often say that exercise is, a medis- is medicine, which is sort of true, but really a better statement is that lack of physical activity, lack of exercise is actually harmful. Um, uh, because our bodies are not adapted to, to that, especially as we age. So, so, um, so you know, constant, persistent physical inactivity is uh, one of the major contributors to to death and disease in in the in the in the modern world today. And that's the bad news. The good news is that it doesn't take much to turn that around. If you can, the the, the World Health Organ. There are numerous huge studies which show that even you know just half an hour, twenty to thirty minutes to thirty minutes a day of physical activity can lower your rate of death by, by, by 50%. Wow. I mean, so you don't need that much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, even, even, even 60 minutes a week has beneficial effects. And, 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 of course, if you do more, it has even better effects. Of course, the effects tail off. So eventually, you know, you, know, you don't get much, you know, running marathons is not, you don't need to run marathons to be healthy. Um, mm-hmm. So... Um, but that's not novel. Everybody knows that exercise is healthy, but, but what we're trying to figure out is why exercise is healthy and not just the mechanisms, but also what's the underlying evolutionary mechanism. 
Yeah. And um, like I, I go to the gym almost every day and every time um, I'm working out or running or doing anything physical, like my whole body just vibrants up and I feel better after it. There's just some connection there. I don't know the science behind it. Um, oh, read the book. It's yeah. kind of, you'll, you'll learn all this, all the, all the science behind it in the book. I try to outline it in, in, in a fair amount of detail. And it's something that I see being heavily advertised in social media. I don't know if it's just me, but in the OC area, I've been getting like five texts like a day know, from like it's random crazy. political parties asking me to text, like sending me photos and like, go vote, go vote. I'm like, I yeah. voted. <laughs> like, I'm <know>. good. <laughs> but like, no, but no, like I get it. I'm, it's going to be very interesting to see. And, I, and I'm coming from the perspective too of like, we live in Southern California, which is a very active sort of place, right? There, mm-hmm. and, and I know that politics aren't as heavily discussed in California as they are in some of the other 49 states across the country. Um, mm-hmm. So I wish I can get that input. Like if I, if I could, I, if, I re, if I could, I would, I would ask, you know, one person from every state, like, what, what do politics look like in your state? Like, how do people feel about it? Like, are they, you know, are they as active in it? Or are they not as active in it? Because I feel like it's something that we as Californians talk about a lot. It's super important. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see that. But another thing too is uh, I'm a super impartial, like devil's advocate too. So like, you're never, mm-hmm. ever going to get a straight answer from me about yeah. anything as uh-huh. it relates to politics. Uh, my favorite quote, and this is just something that I, I thought of that I think is really cool is that um, whenever someone asks me for my opinion, as it relates to really controversial things, my answer is going to be twice as long as anybody else's, because I'm going to tell you both sides. <laughs> I'm going to tell yeah. you both sides. And then I won't, I won't, you know, lean towards one or lean towards the other, but you know, I'll tell you both sides. And then yeah, you that's, can make that's the, I think that's something that most people lack is they only focus on one idea and they stick with it instead yeah. of really, you know, kind of arguing against it and yeah. trying to figure out the actual oh, truth. Man. I love devil's advocate. I love yeah. challenging ideas and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one, one key thing about this election is, uh, and I, I'll actually speak from, from my perspective as someone that's really into public speaking, right? Someone's, uh, and then, but I'll talk about that second. First thing is that in the last election, one thing I noticed is that I try and find similarities, right? What was one thing in the last election that would be similar to this election, right? And one thing that hasn't changed is that the current president faces a lot of scrutiny. Like, I've, uh, that's always been the case, always been the case, yeah. right? There's always and that. There's, always, yeah, that's nothing yeah. new. That's mm-hmm. nothing new, right? But one thing that I noticed in the last election is that nobody thought he would win, right? Yeah. That's the same as this election. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that aren't thinking that he's going to win. At least that's my perspective as someone from Southern California. I hear that a lot. Yeah. Um, but then he won. And, and, and the reason being is that because when people go in poll booths, they vote, they may vote differently than what they say or what they're outspoken. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, there's a lot of people that, that they don't, they don't speak a lot on their political beliefs or they hold up a front on a lot of different things. Um, so my thinking is that, or I'm thinking whatever you, you want to call it is if, if that trend is going to continue to follow, um, mm-hmm. I think this, this election is going to be a lot, lot less predictive as people think it's going to be. Um, yeah. Cause even, because even uh, you don't know, yeah. Like when even the, people step in that booth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the polls, like right now, they're leaning towards Biden, but like even the the last election, it was leaning exactly. towards Hillary. So like, I don't exactly. even believe the polls anymore. Like, that's wait my till thought. it happens. Like, yeah. yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. I, I I there's no way for me to predict at all, and and I, I I'm I have no idea. People ask me like, who do you think's gonna win? And I honestly, genuinely, because I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking on like both sides, and I'm like, man, at this point, I don't even know what people are thinking. <laughs> like, I like, like, I, I, like I don't know. I honestly don't know yeah. because it's just 
it, you can flip with a switch. Like that's the way everything is now. Everything just happens so quickly. There's so much happening at the same time. I feel like one thing could change and all of a sudden the whole, the waves, there's this huge tsunami that goes in the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have no idea. And, and the second thing too is, um, I, I was talking in this conversation uh, with with someone else. I forgot who it was, but it was really interesting. Um, where we were, we were discussing like the public speaking of both candidates because we're I'm, I'm a nerd when it relates to public speaking. Yeah, like, yeah. I run the TED Club on campus, right? <laughs> I know. Uh, and I had this really interesting thought, and I wanted to share it with you and with other people because I think mm-hmm. it's interesting. Where um, a lot and historically, right, a lot of the Democratic candidates they speak differently than the republican candidates right republican candidates typically are more bold loud speakers they, they speak very strongly about certain things they're very patriotic and they, they spur a lot they're the ones yeah. that you know get the crowds going and all that sort of stuff right uh and historically for the past you know one two presidents i'm talking for the you know five seven years right mm-hmm. democratic uh, candidates have been more articulate more well-spoken you look at president barack obama you look at joe biden they don't they don't they don't rally a crowd right they don't have that same attention yeah. like as a republican candidate may be to to get the crowd you know going this and that right um, kind they, of a they, lower voice not, and yeah yeah lower, more, tempo. yeah lower, lower yeah they're, they don't, they're not shouting behind the podium they, mm-hmm. they never do that uh and i was wondering i was wondering right um because speaking has such a powerful impact on an idea or how you influence people right and yeah. i was wondering like what if there was a uh because if people say what if there was a, a republican candidate that had more of a focus on policy but what if there was a, a democratic candidate that had the same public speaking ideas and ideas, skills as a republican candidate right mm-hmm. i think that's so strange I, I think that's so strange to think about because you know one of the things is that if people like loud if, if if public speaking and the ability to captivate a crowd is so important as it relates to politics that image um a Democratic candidate that would be able to replicate that from a Republican candidate, I think would be very strong. And I just haven't seen it in the past couple of years. I, I don't think there's a speaker out there that can rally a crowd like some of the Republican candidates we've seen in, in the past. Um, yeah, I think that has to do with, with social media too, because people see yeah. like loud things and, and everything on social media is to grab your attention in, in a few yeah. seconds. And yeah. if you have somebody that could do that with their voice, with, their, with a speech, yeah, and you're most like you're more likely to to watch it and gravitate towards exactly. The idea. Exactly. This is the example that we were that we were talking about when I was having this discussion originally. Right. Is mm-hmm. that what if there was a Democratic candidate that could talk about wearing masks the same way as a Republican can talk about not wearing masks? Like, yeah. that would be so interesting to me. Do you follow people that are experts in this field and who were prepared for a pandemic and told you that this is going to happen at some point? Or do you believe the guy? that's about to lose a presidential election and is constantly involved in scandals, but is swayed by other countries and his investments in other countries. Like, Dude, but I think it's like, it's an inevitable thing. If like Biden does become president, like markets, at least for the first like quarter of 2021 are taking a hit. Like that's all financial analysis. Like, and it's not even like, anything that he's done it's just like the mental morale of like when people hear trump they think economy and like that sociological like factor of like him not getting reelected just like and because of the fact that like we just had such a like a like in march a big you know bear market for like a short period of time which was you know historically a very drastic like in such a short period of time to get such a, a downward trend that the concern is is that if another trend of a similar nature were to come about, that it's going to be so much drastically worse. That that's like at least from a lot of like 
an economic standpoint that people are very worried. Although like, you know, the, the biggest thing I think with Biden, like I saw it was on like MSNBC or something. It was, it was the tax rate and it was the difference between the marginal tax rate versus like, you know, the, the effective tax rate and like people lost their mind because they were so like uneducated and naive to see that like, Oh, Texas or, you know, California has a 64% tax rate, but little did they like emphasize that that's like, on four hundred thousand dollars plus in, you know, I mean, income and taxes. So yeah. That, so like, so it's like yeah. I'll, so like on that note, like it's, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, um, like yeah, people are so ignorant as to like what exactly is happening. A lot of times that tax rate. So like Fifty Cent commented on it. You guys may have heard yeah. about that. Yeah. Like, He's like, that's yeah. like this shit. I'm well, to Canada. Twenty five cents. He like didn't fully under so he is actually a top earner right and so he was like oh you're that tax rate the 62 percent whatever he came up with is like the top one point like two percent or something that's who gets taxed on that rate i'm like and people that are making just above four thousand or four hundred thousand per year like your tax rates will barely change it's a staggered rate it changes yeah. the higher you make the higher you're gonna get taxed which is common sense for the most part and Biden literally just said, all I'm going to do is implement what Obama already had, the functional tax rate that he had under Obama um, for the individual tax rate, at least. And I'm just like, like, again, so like, like you said earlier, I think it depends on how it's spun, like in the news and how you read it. Um, people are really easily swayed. And on that topic, like, uh, have you guys watched that um, documentary? Ron and I were talking about a little while ago on uh, Netflix about what type of news you get uh, kind of gets recirculated to you over and over again. Oh, the, uh, the social network or whatever, the, uh, the yeah. dilemma. dilemma. Social yeah. dilemma. That, that's yeah. I, 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 I deleted my apps for like three days, dude. I saw that <laughs> shit and I was like, oh. like you're collecting too much stuff on me. I turned that, but you know what I turned actually, that off and then... They mentioned I already this. knew that shit, most some of it. Like before like, the... Did you turn off your notifications? Like they I, I certainly did. Yeah. So I thought that was a great suggestion because I'm like, it kind of leads you into a rabbit hole, right? Yeah. I'd rather go into the news. Like I have, I'm subscribed to like a couple of news outlets that yeah, yeah. email in the morning and I'll check that out. Um, but when you click on like a specific tweet or something, for example, now it leads you down to this barrel hole of like this yeah. particular thing is true and it'll convince you that it's true, which yeah. I don't recommend yeah. Uh, turn off that is what those apps were created for it's yeah. it's literally to to get you as addicted as possible and, yeah. and it know, suggests that's, that's to you what you like the most like it keeps on suggesting you everything that you like so you never see the other side like yeah people right like i think this is good like like everyone i think us three are in california so we kind of have similar like values and similar thoughts but like neil grew up in a completely different part of the country Raj is in a different part of the country. Um, I think it's good. Like, Chirag would be in a different part of the country now, who's our other cousin for people that do not know. But, like, I think getting all these people together, that, like, a constructive... Yeah, dude, we should, we should have thrown them on this call, too, because I yeah. feel like they go <laughs> very, fun. very different. <laughs> I thought Raj was going to be on this. What happened? I don't know. Uh, dude, it'd be chaos if Raj was on this shit. He would have he shot all these ideas down. Like, you would have had the baddest... I was like, oh, no, that's a Republican, dude. Like... Bro. No, dude, I got like pretty fed up. Like it was just like there were certain anything that it just shows like how polarized like things are. Because like anything that you like do pro Biden or like even remotely like a policy that you can like say, oh, this is like interesting or like 
it just like immediately like makes people think like oh like you're you know so pro democrat that you don't like respect anything that like any no, conservative values or whatnot really and so it's just, they'll be it's like very you're polarized liberal. you're a yeah. liberal and then same thing on the other like yeah. i consider myself a centrist you know like i really don't yeah. say i think all of us are centrists when you really think about it and really have yeah. proper conversations but well dude we're all w2 employees that's the big thing <laughs> man i was looking into this and i was like Yo, who gets the biggest benefit? And like the people voting for Trump are, you know, at least from the business standpoint, there's way more value add as a um, business owner under the Trump administration. Like the write offs from the tax perspective, the depreciation, so like all these things. And it's just like basic. If you guys know what I'm talking about, then you guys had a, like, you guys didn't have cable. If you guys know what I'm talking about. Because I, I didn't have cable as a kid, and PBS was the go-to. Like, Arthur. Yeah, Arthur, dude. Beautiful. Amazing. It, amazing. Show. I would still watch it today. <laughs> I know. I would st- but, I mean, they're a little progressive now. Yeah, dude. They're a little, dude, like... Shows um, now are terrible. Like, I when I have kids, like, I'm not going to show them these shows. Like, I'm oh, going to show them... I'll show them, the, like, the, 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 like, our the generation. Like, Big Time Rush, iCarly type shit. Yeah, like, you know, like, Victorious. Those, like, 2000... 2010 shows like yeah, that's but, way better even Spongebob uh, and, and the old steps, but like better. the new stuff is like it's kind of progressive I'm fine with it but like you're kind of like pushing it on yeah. children at this point like mm-hmm. let them grow up it and should find just be out, like right? you know? fun shit like creative fun, funny stuff yeah that that sometimes also has a lesson like I think Arthur and shit they have oh, lessons Arthur t- taught us taught us so yeah. many things as a kid yeah but like being a little progressive is it's not bad. It's mm-hmm. good for it's good to educate people. Yeah. Because of course you don't want uh someone growing up and then becoming like um racist yeah, or yeah. fucking discriminatory towards a certain person, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want that happening, right? So it's always good that they're progressed. But do it in a way where you don't have it so fucking obvious. Yeah. Just forcing it's it. It's like it's like it's like writing it uh, down on the paper, like this character is super gay. <laughs> Now remember his name. Like I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But why does him being gay have to define his entire character? I know. Right? He can just be gay. He yeah. can just be like subtle gay, right? Yeah. And I chill, and man. Just be normal and talk to everybody in a normal Yeah, or well, he's like 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 um this is this fucking joke, like, you know how like white people always tell like what other like races, like minorities, what to be offended by? Yeah, like it's like that, bro. Like we get it, dude. We know what we're supposed to be offended. You don't have to tell us that. Like just relax. Like yeah. it's that simple, man. That's how it should be with any any show. Like even not just kids shows, but even nowadays, all shows have that that character that I think. The, it's not even their it's fault. Super quirky, it's man. It's just like the studio heads. Like of course, no, NBC. no. Never blame the actors. Like. Yeah, I would never blame the actors. the actors or the writers. Like yeah, yeah. they're they're the ones who have to basically follow it, mm-hmm. or else they won't get airtime. Yeah. So they'd rather make money than of course they the rather show play this. Canceled. Sometimes the characters are even what they were written into. Right? Yeah, but it's I still think it's weird. Like, yeah, if you're gonna portray yourself as this super gay person or or a person of color, right? I just don't. I'm fine with it, but like. Don't yeah. force it in my fucking face, man. <laughs> don't write, like I said, don't write a note saying, hey, this person is different from you. Remember <laughs> that. Like, remember that, please. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, doesn't fucking make any difference. 
Yeah. Um, it actually started with magic. I was like really into magic growing up, um, mm-hmm. like just into card tricks and things like that. And I was an only child, didn't really have anyone to like show the magic tricks I was working on to. And so I just went to the internet. Like I went to YouTube. That was the place that I felt like there was an audience I could show what I was up to. So I just started filming myself uh, doing these like different card tricks that I was practicing all day. And it was way less at that point. Like I didn't care about being a filmmaker or a photographer. It was like I was just using video and photos as a means to like translate what I was interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I quickly realized that like through the magic of editing, I could make the things I was doing way better, right? Yeah. Like I could like cut out my mistakes and things like that. And that just kind of sent me down this like track of editing and understanding like how stories were built out and things like that. Um, and so it was from a really young age. And then it was like, if I wasn't making videos around magic tricks, I was like filming my friends skateboarding you know, and like I would go back and it's always, I was actually having lunch with a friend yesterday. We were sort of talking, we were like kind of having the same conversation. And I was like, it's funny whenever you're like, there's always someone like in the friend group that maybe has a camera. And like, I definitely wasn't the best (laughs) skateboarder. So it just made sense for me to film the guys that were better. (laughs) And then that's just, at some point, I don't know when the, the switch got flipped, but I realized I cared more about uh, being the guy behind the camera and like creating the story than I was like the person in front of it having to be the talent yeah and and now uh more than ever in the past like 10 15 years with youtube and stuff like anybody could create you know we see apps and uh like social media uh you just have need to have a phone nowadays and you could create whatever you want yeah yeah the barrier of entry has like never been lower you know Mm -hmm. you don't have to have like a team and a production and a big camera and all yeah. that. I mean, literally, like, if you have a phone, you have more technology in that phone than what, like, movies were being made on just 20 years ago. Yeah. You know? Even, like, have you heard the, about the new iPhone having uh, Dolby Vision cameras? Like, a, yeah. like, the iPhone 12? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty insane. I can't wait to get my hands on it and, like, see what it can actually do. Yeah, I mean... Now it's it's easier than ever. Like I'm recording this on my phone too, so anything you could record on anything really. Yeah, so. I think I think it's I think people take for granted what they have and use what they don't have as like the reason for not doing something. Mm-hmm. So even though like we're having this conversation, like I'm on my iPad and. I'm like taking notes and like, I have all these tools and like nothing other than the iPad and my phone and a notebook. I don't have a camera or another computer or anything on this desk. And like, I have all the tools I need to like make something. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But you could easily take that same situation. And instead of being like, Oh, look at all this amazing technology I have to create something and be like, ah, but I don't have another laptop and that's the reason I can't do it. And so I'm just not going to, you know? Yeah. That you can't have that mentality, especially like, when you're trying to make something, um, you got to do whatever it takes with what you have. Like I don't, right now I don't have like a nice studio or anything like that, but you know, I I just do it anyways, you know, or else the opportunity is just going to go by. You have 